The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com, soundcloud.com, and everywhere else you go to find your podcasts. We are so glad you took the time to stop by here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. My name is John Boccasino, your loyal host of this program since last April, and uh, we are sitting here uh, with training camp about to approach at St. John Fisher, the 20th annual installment of the training camp at St. John Fisher College is about to get underway in less than two weeks, which means Buffalo Bills football is right around the corner. The regular season opening up September 8th at MetLife Stadium when the Bills travel to face the New York Jets. The first of two straight games to be played in that stadium with the Bills also traveling and facing the New York Giants on September 15th. And of course, with the dawn of training camp right around the corner, everybody is thinking about projections and prognostications for how the Buffalo Bills will fare during the 2019 season. Well, on this week's episode of Believe, we are going to focus on something that I'm not quite used to here at the podcast. I'm normally an optimistic, upbeat Buffalo Bills fan who sees the glass as being half full and thinks that the team uh, makes all the right moves for the most part and that their players can reach their full potential and uh, always tries to look for a silver lining. We're going to try something a little bit different here on this week's edition of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast, and go through and view this upcoming season through the lens of what happens under the worst case scenario. It's one of the things that I do not want to see happen for the Buffalo Bills because these are outcomes that will not lead to uh, Josh Allen taking steps forward. It will not lead to the defense continuing their ascent into the top of the league. But they are scenarios that could realistically play out given the unpredictable nature of the NFL. So we hope that you will stay tuned after this quick break as we recap what could happen in the worst case scenario for the Buffalo Bills in the 2019 season. It's coming up here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey guys, Del Reed from 26shirts.com here. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's ever purchased a shirt from us before. Uh, we just recently passed $560,000 that we've donated from your uh, purchases and your support. If you've never heard of 26shirts.com, head over there today, check out the shirts we're selling. It's all based on Buffalo sports teams, and for every shirt we sell, we donate up to $8 to a local family or charity in need. So it's a win-win. So check it out, 26shirts.com, and let's go Buffalo. Hey there, Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. My name is John Boccasino here on buffalorumblings.com and soundcloud.com and everywhere else you go to find your podcasts. As a reminder, fans, please go and find our podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings family of podcasts by going to iTunes and Google Play and searching for Buffalo Rumblings podcast. There you will find the whole family of Buffalo Rumblings podcasts, including our Believe podcast, where you can subscribe rate and review to our podcast and get the latest news from One Bills Drive. So Bills fans, as you know, I happen to be someone who gives the Bills the benefit of the doubt. I view their moves under rose-colored glasses, and I usually try to see the best in what head coach Sean McDermott and general manager Brandon Bean are doing with our favorite football team here in Western New York. But on this week's episode, we are going to take a different approach and go with the worst-case scenario for the Buffalo Bills heading into the 2019 season. And this all starts and stops, of course, with Josh Allen and his development as a quarterback. One of the biggest keys to the Buffalo Bills season moving forward in the uh, 2019 season is going to be the play of Josh Allen, the second-year quarterback out of the University of Wyoming. And uh, in this worst-case scenario edition of the podcast, we're going to take an honest look at what happens to the Buffalo Bills if Josh Allen does not take that step forward in year two. And uh, one of the things that Bills fans get most excited about is the big arm that Josh Allen displays, his mobility, his elusiveness, his way of uh, eluding tacklers out there. He's a great runner. He's a great scrambler. And he really entices Bills fans with that strong arm that's able to connect on deep balls, which this year should feature a lot of shots downfield to uh, John Brown, uh, the free agent that the Bills signed all the way from the Baltimore Ravens, and also Robert Foster while looking through the slot to Cole Beasley and Zay Jones, amongst others, on the wide receiver court. But what happens if Josh Allen does not take that next step forward and does not develop into the franchise quarterback that the team has been searching for for more than two decades since Jim Kelly retired? And Josh Allen, I want to I say I'm not rooting for him to have anything bad happen, nor to any of the players I'm going to talk about during this worst case scenario podcast. But what I want to talk about is just the fact that the Buffalo Bills have a lot of uncertainty when it comes to Josh Allen, really struggled 
you know, with his accuracy at times. He really struggled with his his touch sometimes. He really seemed to reach more for running uh, with the ball out of the pocket versus staying in the pocket a little bit longer and trying to identify more open wide receivers. Now, part of that was due to the fact that the Buffalo Bills offensive line was a rotating turnstile last year, and uh, hopefully the Bills did enough to address that with the signing of six offensive linemen led by Mitch Morse during the offseason. But there is a realistic chance that Josh Allen stays the quarterback that he was at Wyoming with a low completion percentage, with higher turnovers, and just with not the, you know, the 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 skills of someone who can prove to be a capable winner in the National Football League. And uh, if that happens, or if Josh Allen reverts to his running ways more than he should, his frame is going to keep taking hit after hit, and eventually running quarterbacks who run first or look to run first, don't last long in this league. That's just the, the the plain truth out there for Buffalo Bills fans, that they need to be worried about the fact that Josh Allen is putting out his body on the line too often trying to gain those extra yards. And now granted, he was an, a tremendous and accomplished runner last year uh, with the Buffalo Bills. He had a tremendous season running the ball, but that is not something that you want out of your quarterback. You don't want your quarterback looking to run first and foremost. So for me, I'm just really worried that Josh Allen is uh, is somebody who is not going to be able to hold up. <clears throat> Josh Allen showed plenty of potential last year uh, during the 2018 season. He was thrown into the, uh, the fray a lot earlier than I think most Bills fans were thinking he was going to. Now, granted, um, Nathan Peterman had the wool pulled over everyone's eyes, had an outstanding preseason, and then comes in and uh, from the get-go, uh, from week one, was just an embarrassment of an NFL quarterback out there. And every time the Bills took the field with Nathan Peterman, you felt they had no shot to even score a touchdown or two. The offense was on historically low uh, production uh, pro- projections for their offense uh, every single week that Nathan Peterman was under center. Unfortunately, um, if Josh Allen gets hurt during the 2019 season, there is not a lot behind him. Now, Matt Barkley did have a very solid game against the New York Jets early in November when Buffalo traveled to MetLife Stadium and got a huge win. Uh, the team, everyone was surprised by the fact just previously against the Chicago Bears, the Buffalo Bills offense looked like a JV team going up against the varsity. And then Matt Barkley comes out there and engineers over 30 points and a big road win for the Buffalo Bills. But the truth of the matter is, Matt Barkley is a career 500 starter in the National Football League. So if Josh Allen goes down during the 2019 season for an extended period of time, that is not good news for uh, for the hopes of this team of trying to get back to the playoffs for the second time in three years. Matt Barkley is a nice complimentary quarterback as your backup. He's someone who I think will keep the car going. He won't wreck the car. He will direct the offense, and he'll be a decent starter, but he's in no way, shape, or form someone that represents the potential uh, that Josh Allen has on the field. And of course, you know, beyond uh, Matt Barkley, Tyree Jackson, the local hero who is a standout at the University of Buffalo, is definitely someone who is an exciting project, but nowhere near ready to see the NFL field as a starting quarterback. So it all comes back to Josh Allen and his ability to stay healthy and stay on the field. If he does, then that's really exciting for Buffalo Bills fans. And I think that you have a chance for this team to have to make a deep, you know, possible run through their schedule. And there could be 10 or 11 wins out there for the Bills to gain. But as this is a worst case scenario podcast, 
Allen needs to stay healthy. And if he goes down with any sort of ailment, the Buffalo Bills season goes down the tubes. And when you look at Josh Allen's stats for 2018, they don't strike you as being overwhelmingly great. He had 2,074 total passing yards. He had 10 touchdowns compared to 12 interceptions. He also ran for 631 yards and eight touchdowns, both breaking rookie records for the Buffalo Bills about a rookie quarterback. His scrambling ability was quite impressive, but the completion percentage was not where the Buffalo Bills needed to be. And if Josh Allen continues to be someone who looks to run first and pass second, that strategy is only going to lead to more of an injury risk for him. It's only going to lead to teams taking more shots against him when he's vulnerable outside of the pocket. So hopefully, you know, if if, if Josh Allen learned a thing or two from his rookie year and uh, develops into more of a pocket passer who can run when the opportunities are there. But again, with this being a worst case scenario podcast, Josh Allen, if he continues to run at the rate that he ran last year, bad things are just going to happen to him because running quarterbacks do not have the durability. They do not last um, for very long in the National Football League, especially with all these athletic defensive ends and linebackers out there looking to take shots and send Buffalo's prized a second year quarterback, you know, to the bench with a prolonged injury. So if Josh Allen goes down for any period of time, the Buffalo Bills are in deep trouble in the 2019 season. I do want to give Josh Allen some credit though. He did bounce back nicely um, after he suffered that injury against the Houston Texans. The Bills went three and three down the stretch. Um, he had uh, a really nice run, including the Miami Dolphins game where he accounted for five total touchdowns and a Week 17 victory. And during those final six games, Allen showed the vast potential that made the Buffalo Bills trade up and draft him with the number seven overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. So Bills fans have to hope that this worst-case scenario does not come true. But if it does, the Bills are going to be in for a long season because neither Matt Barkley nor Tyree Jackson is the long-term or short-term answer at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. What else can go wrong during the 2019 season for the Buffalo Bills? Well, I think it goes to another key component of the offense, and that's the running game. You know, right now the Bills have LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, and TJ Yeldon in the backfield. That, to me, is a decent running back room, but what happens if Father Time catches up with LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore? Last year was LaShawn McCoy's worst year of his career. He struggled to find any sort of consistency with the run game. Um, There were times when he had a stretch of 22 carries where he gained 22 yards over a three-game stretch last year as the offensive line failed to open up holes, but Shady has definitely lost a step it seemed in those games where he was unable to take the the tosses and get outside the tackles and get to be a breakaway threat that Bills fans are used to and you know you just can't assume that with a, a productive offseason and uh, you know from everything we've heard uh LaShawn McCoy is impressing the Bills brass there were articles out there um that Frank Gore and Devin Singletary have both thought that LaShawn um is having a nice uh, off season so far and that he can take that step forward and get back to being a, a dangerous back. But you have to face the facts that, you know, LaShawn McCoy being a back over the age of 30, it's not guaranteed that he's going to just find his mojo again and get back and, uh, and be back to a thousand yard rusher. And same thing goes with Frank Gore. You know, Frank Gore is uh, someone who averaged 4.6 yards per carry last year with the Miami Dolphins, but that's not something you can bank on having you know, year for year, especially for a guy who just turned 36 in the middle of May. 
Um, and, and another thing with the Frank Gore stat, he did average 4.6 yards per carry. He gained 722 yards on 156 carries, and he was out there for only 36% of Miami's total offensive snaps last year. But Frank Gore last year could have been the anomaly for him. Last year could have been that one last swan song for an underrated Miami Dolphins offensive line. He produces a very good statistical looking season. There's no guarantees that that's going to carry over to 2019. And Frank Gore is going to have a, another head turning season where he defies the odds yet again and gets, you know, over four yards per carry uh, fueling this Buffalo Bills offense. Now the Bills do have two younger backs who I think will contribute greatly this year in third round pick Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic and TJ Yeldon, who is a pass catching specialist who the Bills signed away from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they should be two very nice complimentary backs. But if anything happens to Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy, and you're putting Devin Singletary now into the starting tailback role, while I think that Singletary is going to be great long-term, and I think he's definitely the heir apparent to LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo, I just don't know if we want to see the Buffalo Bills turning to their rookie running back this early in his career to be the starting running back to carry the load for an offense that um, is very built is heavily built around you know Josh Allen. The running game needs to play its part. The running game needs to be a solid complement. But right now, I'm not quite sure if Devin Singletary is the guy that Bills fans can count on to you know carry the load as a feature back. So if anything happens regarding Father Time and LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, the Buffalo Bills are going to be in huge trouble with their offense. Continuing this worst-case scenario, and Bills fans, I want you to know this is not a fun podcast to be producing because, again, I want the Bills to do well. The Bills are more fun to cover. They're more fun to talk about when they're in contention to make the postseason. But right now, we are going through a worst-case scenario uh, for the Buffalo Bills in 2019. And uh, the next unit that we have to talk about are the wide receivers. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott made a lot of attention this offseason when they were talking about how you do not need a number one receiver uh, to succeed in the National Football League. Brandon Bean told reporters this quote during the NFL Combine, and of course that was plastered everywhere online and social media, and the Bills were ridiculed for this approach that you don't need a number one wide receiver to be successful in the National Football League. The jokes came out there that the Bills are you know, f- falling behind and they're antiquated with their offense because, of course, you need a number one wide receiver with all the passing that's being done out there. And as we talked about with Josh Allen, a lot of his success is going to be predicated on the ability for the wide receivers to get open and create separation. And right now you're looking at a group led by Zay Jones, Robert Foster, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. Now, Brown and Beasley signed big contracts during the offseason to shore up a unit that really struggled outside of Robert Foster and Zay Jones last year to produce virtually anything from the wide receiver game. So on the paper, those four wide receivers, you know, they look pretty solid. And you imagine that there's going to be a lot of deep balls that are being thrown their way of Robert Foster and John Brown, the speedster who can get good separation. He's going to be a deep threat downfield while Zay Jones and Cole Beasley are going to operate under the slot. They're going to take a lot of pressure off of the the Bills by being able to get some separation over the middle of the field and, you know, get some, they'll, they'll be turning, uh, you know, six and seven yard gains into 12 and 13 yarders that move the sticks and convert first downs. But what happens if Zay Jones has a return of the drops that even though he did a good job avoiding it during the first 12 games of the season, over the final month, Zay did regress a bit last year. 
he had more drops. He had games where there were balls that were open that he should have caught that just fell through his hands or he didn't come down with for whatever reason. And that really hurt the team last year. Robert Foster was an undrafted rookie free agent. And yes, he had over three 100-yard games. He eclipsed his four-year career productivity at Alabama in one season with the Buffalo Bills. But what happens if Foster takes that step back and doesn't continue to emerge as a feel-good story as a breakout wide receiver? And then with Cole Beasley, what happens? Slot receivers do not last forever. And I'm not saying Cole Beasley is over the hill in any way, shape, or form. I think he's going to be a very nice find for the Buffalo Bills. But what happens if Cole Beasley regresses? He's not someone who – I think he's 5'8 or 5'9". He's not the tallest of targets as a wide receiver. What happens if Cole Beasley all of a sudden loses a step, isn't able to get that separation over the over the middle of the field that's able to create opportunities you know, for his, uh, his quarterback, Josh Allen, to find him for these pivotal catches? All I'm saying is there is a potential that the wide receivers take a big step back this year. And if that does happen, then the Bills are again in deep, deep trouble with their 2019 season. The last part of the offense that I want to focus about with this worst case scenario podcast is the offensive line. And the offensive line is going to be huge uh, for the Buffalo Bills in determining their success in 2019. The Bills brought in six offensive linemen total, led by Mitch Morse, the uh, Pro Bowl center, who is going to really uh, play a key role. He's going to anchor this offense. The Bills missed Eric Wood dearly during the 2018 season as the running be- running game failed to get going. You know, Sh- Shady and Chris Ivory really struggled all year long to get any sort of running game going for the Buffalo Bills last year. And then Josh Allen was running for his life a lot of times between behind a porous offensive line that failed to keep a the posing pass rushers off of them for more than two or three seconds. Josh Allen needs time to look downfield and find those wide receivers. And, you know, the Bills are playing the numbers game by bringing in a lot of these guys like Quentin Spain, Ty Shecky, Spencer Long, you know, John Feliciano. Then they signed, they drafted Cody Ford with the number 38 overall pick out of Oklahoma. And on paper, all of those guys should be able to contribute and make this offensive line much better. But what happens if Deion Dawkins continues to struggle now in his third year in the league at tackle? What happens if, you know, Quentin Spain uh, regresses and Tyan Shecky gets old as a 35-year-old and Spencer Long proves that he's a journeyman who the Bills overpaid to sign to boost their offensive line? And what happens if Mitch Morse you know, has another injury out there at center? These are all worst-case scenarios that should scare Buffalo Bills fans because if the Bills have injuries to their offensive line, their offense is really going to struggle to get going this upcoming season. I know that that's Captain Obvious uh, stating that, but it's something that Bills fans really need to be aware of. There's a reason the Bills brought in so many offensive linemen this offseason. It's because the offensive line was putrid last year, and they're doing their part to overhaul that. I like the moves that they made. I'm just saying, worst case scenario, the Bills could really struggle uh, with the offensive line. Uh, And of course, when that happens, the rest of the game will suffer tremendously around the Bills offense this upcoming season. Shifting gears to the defense, I think there's less to worry about worst case scenario wise on the defense, but one of the key areas that will impact this worst case scenario podcast is the pass rush. Last year, the Bills ranked 26th in the National Football League in total sacks. They were interested in basically every pass rusher out there that they could get. 
uh, to improve this unit that really could use a boost. The Bills drafted Ed Oliver uh, this year with the number nine overall pick, and he should be a tremendous asset out of the University of Houston. I've talked in depth about and at length about how great Ed Oliver's potential is for this offense, and he should step in right away from day one and be an impact starter on the defensive line. But beyond that, there is not a lot of pass rushing uh, expertise on this unit outside of Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes is someone who I I, I think is going to have a great season uh, for the Buffalo Bills. But beyond Jerry Hughes, you've got Shaq Lawson, who has had an erratic career with the Buffalo Bills, and Trent Murphy, who's battled injuries for the last couple of years on the defensive end uh, rotation. And uh, if those guys don't step up and don't contribute to the pass rushing game, it's going to be a long season, I think, for uh, for Buffalo Bills fans looking to have their team get pressure on the quarterback because there just is not a lot of pass rushing talent on this roster. Um, if these guys, if Shaq Lawson showed enough last year, I thought that he can take another step forward as a pass rusher in splitting time at the left defensive end with Trent Murphy. He really took a step forward. He finally showed that potential that made the Bills draft him in the first round out of Clemson, but then the team declined his fifth-year option, meaning Shaq is playing for his future in Buffalo this year, and I think he's going to have a really good season. But if he doesn't, and if injuries beset Trent Murphy again, this defensive line is devoid of pass rushers, who can get after quarterbacks. And when you have guys with quick releases like Tom Brady in the division that has tormented the Bills for the last 17-plus years, it's going to be tough to win games when you can't get after the quarterback. The other area on defense I want to talk about, worst-case scenario-wise, is the secondary. Now, I know you're going to say, wait a minute, isn't that the strength of this defense? And it is. It is definitely the strength of this defense when you look at Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde and Trey White. Those are three rocks that the Bills have in the back of their secondary. But beyond that, the cornerback room has not established itself so far as something that Bills fans can really rely on. And Buffalo brought in Kevin Johnson this year off from the Houston Texans, former first-round pick. They also brought back EJ Gaines to the mix in cornerback. And one of those two guys should be able to step up and prove a number two complement Uh, along with Levi Wallace, the hero from last year who went from being an undrafted rookie free agent to one of the top 10 cornerbacks in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, for what you put into that website. They do a lot of research and have a lot of information available, and Levi had a great rookie season. But how reliable can Levi Wallace be on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis as a starting cornerback in this league? Um, If he reverts back to the form that made him be an undrafted rookie free agent, Uh, And if Kevin Johnson and EJ Gaines have more injury problems, the Bills might be right where they were last year with a lockdown corner in Trey White and then a revolving door outside at the second cornerback spot that the teams could easily take advantage of with the passing game. So the Bills, to me, have a lot of reasons to be excited. There's a lot of hope and optimism on this team. But like every team in the National Football League, they're just a couple of injuries away from going from their fans being excited and optimistic about their future and the 2019 season to, oh crud, here we go, drafting in the top 10 again. I do not think this worst case scenario is going to play out, but I wanted to have some fun and kind of talk about what I think you know are both ends of the spectrum, uh, both a worst case scenario for the Buffalo Bills in 2019, which was the subject of this week's podcast, and teaser next week we are going to do the opposite and do the best case scenario 
for the Buffalo Bills in 2019, assuming that everybody does reach their potential, what the Buffalo Bills record will look like and how far this team can go. Because Bills fans, if you've made it through this podcast, you're probably not feeling that good about the Buffalo Bills season in 2019. Again, this is just an exercise to go through and see what could happen in the worst case scenario. Next week on Believe a Buffalo Bills Fan Podcast, we will do the opposite and talk about the best case scenarios. I can't wait to shake off this negativity and get back in the positive mindset here on Believe the Buffalo Bills Fan Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this look into the Buffalo Bills season from a worst case scenario perspective. And maybe you, you know, maybe it quelled all your fears and got everything out there in the open and said, all right, you know what? We know what we're facing moving into 2019. And the worst case scenario is not going to play out, but I had to do this. I had to take a look at the franchise and the roster from a worst case scenario perspective. Much more excited for next week when we do a best case scenario podcast here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Have a great day and keep uh, keep following buffalorumblings.com for the latest on your Buffalo Bills. I'm John Boccasino. We'll talk more Buffalo Bills with you next week. Hey, Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com. I wanted to let you know of another set of Bills podcasts that you should subscribe to on the Buffalo Rumblings channel on your favorite podcast app. You can find Buffalo Rumblings Q&A hosted by me where we take fan questions and answer them. There's Circling the Wagons podcast, which is a lighthearted look at the Bills. And then the Blitzed Bills podcast, which takes a look at all over the NFL, but also relates it back to our Buffalo Bills. You can find it by searching for Buffalo Rumblings on any of your podcast apps or iTunes. We would love it if you would subscribe today and hear all of our great shows on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network.